Welcome to the Financial Health and Wealth Show, heard right here on My Talk every Sunday at 10 a.m. and available to podcast and listen to anytime at mytalk1071.com, keyword wealth. Here to get you on the right path to your financial goals are the mother and daughter team from ClearStep Financial, Carla and Cassandra, with host Miss Shannon. Yes, we are happy to join you again for the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. I am Miss Shannon. So excited always because whenever I get to talk to Cassandra and Carla from ClearStep because uh uh even though I could just back channel them throughout the week, I try not to because I'm like, I'd have too many questions. So I save them up so that on your behalf, if I'm asking this question, I figure you're asking it as well. So Cassandra, so good to talk to you this morning. Good morning. Hello. I'm so happy to be with you. So Cassandra, it has been a busy week as far as headlines about finances, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, is the interest rate going up? What's going on with inflation? What All of these things, right? And mm-hmm. so the things that... If we were already a little bit panicky about what the future held for our finances, I feel like this week did not help. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot to be anxious about out there. And so today, too, we thought on Halloween, we'll talk about some of the scary financial topics that are out there. Um, Some of them might be more uh, pertaining to now, but a lot of them just in general, too. Finances can be scary. So I I think Halloween's a good day to, uh, to talk about that. But... It's that's it, really one of the main things is we want to be able to help people with education about finances. Right. And and sadly, sometimes there are things that we learn when it's I don't want to say too late. Sometimes, though, sometimes it could be too late, but sometimes you could maybe learn and help other people so that they don't go down that same road or make those same errors or things but but sometimes it might not be too late too maybe you did something but then you can learn and we can help explain some things then you can uh change course or reverse it or or fix kind of what's going on there so it's not always too late that's right. that's the good message to know too the other thing i like to uh encourage people because i know i do this in my own life is that i instead of asking for help from somebody that knows more about a subject than i'm you got to go through that mental churn of I should be able to figure this out myself or I don't want to bother them. I don't want to bother them. So I'll just make a decision. It's probably this decision. And so that as far as your finances go, I have cost myself money thinking that I was doing the right thing. And then once I talked to someone that was an expert in whatever it was, they're like, oh, no, really, this is what would have happened. And yeah. so I think it's also good to remind people that that's why it's freeing versus being um a burden to at least call and reach out to uh, you folks over at ClearStep Financial and start the conversation. You're like, they're not bothering you. This is what you want to do. Right. No, this is, it is, it's uh, it's what we enjoy. It's mm-hmm. what we love to do. And each person that we talk with, there's a different, unique situation. And that's what makes it fun for us, too. Right. Um, there's enough, there's a lot of similarities, certainly in people's lives, but there's so many uniquenesses and we love getting to know the people that we work with. Gosh, the my talkers that have reached out have been fantastic. We absolutely have had such a blast working with people. And I was just talking to a couple yesterday and about things. And I said, hopefully we're a lot of fun to work with. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of fun on, on our visits with people. Right. So. 
Right. It's and I got you have to enjoy it. It should not be an arduous process to go through. And it I know today again we're talking about the scary side of finances, but it shouldn't be scary either. It should right. definitely be something that you can wrap your arms around. We want to make it understandable. We want you to feel good about where you're at or where you're going and have that confidence and know that you've got help along the way. Right. Well, um speaking of giving you confidence, there are a couple of things that you have coming up including a webinar coming up very soon. So we're can you believe that we're right here on November. Like the no, time is just no, flying by. Honestly. And so we'll get through uh, uh, Halloween tonight. We're going to give away all of this candy and then it's time to kind of go, well, what <laughs> am I doing? I'm taking stock of my finances, you know, before, you know, winter hits. It's a good time to kind of look at things. Like I, I don't know what you got going on at your house, but I finally got the bin of fall and winter close out because I'm like, okay, just commit yeah. right. And so I look oh, at my finances the same way. So this is the week that I'm going, okay, look at this. And that's how I figured out that I made this mistake that I got, that I go, you know, it's going to take me time to go and re-correct some things so that I can go, oh, this is going to be setting me up for the future. And and I think a right. lot of people are doing that with their finances. So your webinar. Fall is a good time. Yeah. yeah. The webinar, women and investing. Right. Um, and again, we always say you don't have to be a woman. You, it could be men or women because it's going to be very good retirement information. Some of it will be specific to things that women tend to see in retirement. But November 9th, we have that at 630. Yeah, PM. And that is, you can go to our website, clearstepfinancial.com, under our events tab. Very easy to register for. If you're having any issues with it, though, certainly. Like, if, you, if you're my mom, I'm going to talk about her. She's not here. <laughs> if you're my mom and you get lost in websites, which is fine, too. Right. We love her. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, she, uh, she's getting better, though. I have to give her that. Right. She, she was able to navigate around the Social Security website. Oh, wow. Which is and that's really a complicated a one. I looked at yeah. it when we talked about it just because yep. I was interested and curious about what it was and and you're right that's click on this and this doesn't quite I do know. what you think it's going to do so i agree if she figured that one yeah. out she is on the She's road to being there. a wizard I know. she's going to be know. a wizard soon Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. It's so funny. She, she, you know, she's, she has those little uh, quirks, but she's phenomenal on, right. on other areas and mm-hmm. especially with the financial planning side. But anyway, so with our, with our webinar coming up, go to the events tab and you can register for that. It's it also on our site is if you do want to schedule a consultation, a complimentary consultation, you can do that. Just go to contact us. Right. Just let us know. And we can meet virtually. We can meet in person with people. We've been doing a lot of both of those things mm-hmm. and both can work. Both right. can work just as well. So. And that's clearstepfinancial.com. Make sure that you go there. I, I personally am very excited. I'm going to be at that webinar. You know, I'm already, I already made mental space. <laughs> that's good. I prepared myself that even if my child is yelling in the background, I'm just going to pay attention and just zen, you know, just zen out. out. Yeah, I know. Just be there. Just be Get there. Get a glass of wine or a cup of tea yes. or, or a bottle of water, whatever your drink of choice is, and just relax. And Hydrate along and with some learning some and... things about your investment strategy. Absolutely. So that's great. Yeah. By the way, if people want to have fun today on Halloween and be able to use it as a learning moment for your kids, I, I heard about, um, I, I was hearing people talk about how you can use their candy as a way to teach them about taxes oh. and teach them about some other, or even just how to maybe portion out. So if you show them their candy and then say, okay, when you make money and you receive your money and you get paid, a portion of that gets held back, right? Or a right. portion goes to other things. Or you can talk about maybe use it as a way to say, when you make money, a portion will go here and a portion goes to your long-term savings or and a you can- right, so they can learn how to kind of separate things out, right? It all doesn't go into one bucket and then get completely spent. So I like the idea of also encouraging them to budget out their candy. So it's like you yeah. can 
you know, you can eat it all right now, but then you'll probably just feel a little bit sick and it'll all be gone. Or you right? can try and figure out how to enjoy it a little bit longer. Like, wouldn't you like to have some of this next weekend? So maybe. Right. <laughs> or so maybe, maybe try and use it as a way to, like, teach them about how a match would work. Like, hey, mm-hmm. if you... If you use this piece of candy and put it here, I'll put I'll give you an extra one and I you can have it then that. for tomorrow, I, right? I then you'll have more that. for tomorrow. I mean, there's so many ways you could use Halloween and, and the you know different celebrations and things to to teach kids. So. Right, right. Because especially right now, it it just seems exhausting sometimes. So if you go, hey, <laughs> I don't have to come up with a whole new lesson. All I have to do is incorporate this lesson into something we're already doing. That's mm-hmm. a bonus, I think, on our our parenting schedule because we're like, and I need to teach them about finances no 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 you already have to do this stuff so just layer it in throughout life exactly because they're more likely to pay attention if you don't make it a class if you can just go (laughs) here's a thing that we're doing you know at least my kid he's like i get classes at school that's not your job mom (laughs) yeah you're supposed to be fun know your place mom exactly oh my gosh wait until you have full-on teenagers cassandra that's all it is it's it's every day of knowing your place Oh, it is it is an absolute treat. So, you know, when we were discussing this the show today and, and what we're doing as far as the scary side of things mm-hmm. in general, when you know, because you do have a, a a a background that talks about the psychology of things like, you know, along with yeah. being a wonderful financial advisor, you also spend a lot of time studying how we tick as human beings. Mm-hmm. So what is it about our finances and our financial future that we get so anxious about in general. Oh man, that's a whole nother show too. I, okay. I love this topic, but mm-hmm. it a lot of it I think I think the biggest thing is it's the unknown. Right. That we don't know or we don't think we know maybe enough about our finances or about some of the big financial decisions sometimes um to make a decision about things. So sometimes right. when we don't feel confident about what to decide we just don't decide anything right we just right. don't do anything mm-hmm. which is still a course of action right? right so but then if we're not making a clear decision and maybe in a in a productive way we just kind of stay stagnant sometimes and keep doing what we're doing um so that's that's one of the biggest things i think is that it's that fear of the unknown right that that people just are almost paralyzed of making a decision um, but beyond that, I think some a little bit of education, even confidence. And I know there's also, you know, let's go back to high school physics, right? Newton's laws of motion and right. so forth is right. Once, once you start you moving, start, mm-hmm. right? Once you start in a direction and start taking some positive steps towards maybe what your goals are. Maybe you don't even know what your financial goals are. Maybe right. you kind of need some help with that, but you kind of have an idea or you know a little bit about what you want. So even having some guidance and direction, I mean, people I talk with all the time, just tell us exact, tell us exactly what our what our next steps should be or what our next boxes to check off would right. be. People want some direction. Once you have direction, once you start moving in the direction of where you're trying to go, you, your confidence builds. And you're in that movement and that momentum, and it's easier right. to keep going in that direction then. So I think that's where the fear of just getting started can come from, um, the unknown. Of course, there's definitely fears and risks and things with the markets that people need to, as long as as long as long you're in the right places, there should be a whole lot less of that, a right. lot less anxiety, a lot less fear if you're in the right places for, for your situation and you understand them. So... But there's definitely a lot of things that can be avoided along your path Mm -hmm. throughout your life with your investments and your finances. And that's what we're going to go through a number of those things today. And I, you know, I had a friend call it analysis paralysis, where you're so 
overwhelmed by the questions that you, you know, like, I don't even know how to begin to answer this question. And it just seems right. so large that you just mm-hmm. shut down. You know, I right. understand that, you know, a lots of people, you know, I, I can understand that going out or you go, it's such a big task. I'll get to it later. And then later becomes a week, becomes a month. And now it's a year and you're still not dealing with it because you don't it's know where to begin. It's never later, right? right? Exactly. It's never later. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. You just keep continuing to move that away. And now it's actually worse than if you would have just started, you know, just started somewhere, started somewhere. So we are going to give some Absolutely. people some great advice with that. You can also be part of the show. If you'd like to ask a question to Cassandra, you can call us at 651-641-1071. And when we get back, we're going to start demystifying some of those scary things in our finances, right, Cassandra? I can't wait. All right. Also happy wanna, Halloween. Trick happy, or treat, everyone. Happy Halloween. <laughs> I also want to remind you the Securities and Advisory Service offered through Harbor Investment, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. And we'll be right back on the Financial Health and Wealth Show. Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. Encouraging you, if you have any questions, this is a good place to start. If you're just like, I've been weighing this around and floating this around in my brain, and let me just get it out there and talk to an expert. Cassandra is a great resource, so you can call us at 651-641-1071. Today, we're just going through some of the scary side of our finances. And, um, you know, it, it, we use the word scary, but that's a lot of what you do is try and make things so much less scary, Cassandra. That's right. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be. We don't want things to be scary for people. Right. Um, there's there's too many other things to be worried and scared about in life. So exactly. we, we don't want your finances to be part of that. And we do know, though, that statistically, when when people talk about things that stress them in life or things that can stress a marriage or a relationship, yes. a lot of times it is finances. So that's one of that was one of the motivations for me getting into this industry was that I wanted to try and help people, help families, help couples. Uh, a lot of divorces, they cite finances or financial stress or issues with finances as sometimes one of those central reasons. So I thought we need to do something about this. Right. It shouldn't be as, as, as you know, as harmful to people's lives. It, it doesn't have to be. Basically. And I, I love that idea because, I mean, I... I would consider myself in that bucket with my ex-husband and I. That it was just some things we didn't discuss early on in the relationship where we had very different strategies and opinions about finances. And so I can understand right. how that can be a big stress because it's just one of those things that you might be, you know, if you want to use an analogy like music, I'm very country and he's very techno. Like there's just, no, it just sure. didn't always mash. Sometimes it mm-hmm. did, but there were lots of times where it was just, that is not how I'm comfortable doing it on both sides, yeah. both sides. Right, right. And mm-hmm. that's not uncommon. I mean, we all, again, you go back to that psychology aspect, uh, our money, it's all about our relationship with our money and our right. relationship with how our behavior and how we see money, how we think about money, our opinions about money, and all that can play into then uh, our behavior and our our actions and what we do with our money. Right. And so, and it doesn't matter if you maybe have had healthier or less healthier uh, habits with money. A lot of that can change. I've seen people once they just understand a little bit more and are given a little bit of education on it, and especially like we talked about some specific action steps, people can can grow by leaps and bounds and all of a sudden shift very drastically in a short amount of time. And they're on track then all of a sudden, and they're so excited because now they they understand what they should be doing, what they could be doing. They start to make those action steps. And again, like we talked about, that momentum just continues you in the direction of taking those right steps forward with your finances. And so... 
I, 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 you know, some of the things that we're going to cover today are, it's not your fault if you misunderstood, you know, some of the things. And so, um, okay, so let's go through things that happen or decisions that we make um, that we think is going to help our family out going forward. You know, so, you know, one of the things that we talk about quite often on the financial health and wealth shows, we talk about how you should have life insurance and you should get those things. And um, I'm sure all of us, that's one of the few junk mail things we still get. Is they're going, hey, you should get this insurance, you should get that. I'm sure it's in everybody's uh, spam folder, these different things. And when you're looking at it, you're like, okay, I need life insurance. But then we'll get some things that say, hey, you should get this accidental this this light this yeah light, you know i'm like yep. you accidental have death and dismemberment it's in the, a lot of times it'll say a d and d and mm-hmm. you might think what the heck does that mean exactly right? these letters but it sounds so. frightful it does sound like <laughs> i'm like no i don't want that to happen to me and i don't, I don't want, want my family that. to have to deal with that <laughs> right right but what's the difference between that and my actual life insurance or are they right. the same thing no they're not and that's one of those things that uh i when I talk to people and sometimes they'll say, well, I have this accidental, you know, AD&D policy, or they may even just say I have life insurance. Mm-hmm. And then that's why a lot of times I want to review that stuff because they might send me a statement and it might actually be an AD&D accidental um, death and dismemberment policy. So the difference is with a, with a regular life insurance policy, and there's all different versions of life insurance right. themselves. But when you have an actual life insurance policy, the purpose of that is that when you die, there's money there for your beneficiaries, for whoever it is that you are wanting to, you know, have some funds for whatever the purpose is. And it could right. be if you have young children, the purpose is, you know, for your family to continue. Maybe they're, you're, you know, you're providing an income and supporting your family. Right. If, it could be for aging parents down the road if you're helping to support those people. Or it could be you want to leave something because you have a sizable estate and you want to help with the taxes. Right. There's all different reasons that people have life insurance. But the point is... When you pass away, then there's a death benefit there for whoever your beneficiaries are. So that's one thing. With an accidental death and dismemberment policy, you really have to read the fine print because that typically pays out in very few situations. It truly has to be in some very... um, a small percentage of way that you're going to die. And right. it's, it's, it's an accident. So it's meant to be something that's an outline situation, or it, you could have some funds if you had a dismemberment situation where you either lost a limb, maybe you lost your eyesight. You lost, you know, there was a, a major catastrophe that happened right. that created a lifelong trajectory, you know, change in your life that way. Right. But those but are it's the, not those an are overall pyramid circumstances. I mean, an overall no. parachute. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't replace a normal type policy. The the thing that where a lot of times people get caught up is they're so inexpensive. Mm-hmm. So you think, oh, this is a great way. It's a very inexpensive life insurance policy. They are so inexpensive because they it's so rare that they will pay out anything. So let's and say so, we like uh, as far as we're looking at it, like I yeah. we like and this is just on my mind. We just showed, showed a film at the film fest that was about this guy who's basically an Antarctic exp- explorer and all of these things. Oh, wow. If you had um, a very, um, a, and, and we never hoped that you would have um, any workplace mishaps, but if you had a job right. that was by, like if you climbed telephone poles or mm-hmm. something like that, then maybe it would make sense to add this on to your additional life insurance policy, right? right? Okay, it, they, it can make sense. It yes. absolutely can make mm-hmm. sense. The important thing to know is just know what you have, right? Right. So know what you have, and a lot of times it, it could make sense to add it yes. to what you have existingly. But the likelihood but it that like take pr- place necessarily, it's not going to cover you in all circumstances 
as a normal traditional life insurance policy. But as uh, but let's just use uh, producer Sonny and I as radio personalities and <laughs> and she's a singer and I'm a comedian. Probably okay. Probably don't you know, probably yeah. it, you know. Unless Sonny don't fall off the stage. You know, kind of thing. Don't no. fall off the stage. <laughs> Watch your step, I Sonny. The time is break a leg. Yeah, neither of us need to literally break any legs because it wouldn't help us. Probably. But it wouldn't pay out if you broke your leg. Right. You'd have to lose your leg. Yeah. Okay, so it'd have to be a pretty awful fall off the stage. Right. Okay, so, <laughs> so. be careful, and we don't need this right, <laughs> right. now. So I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Um, so, the- yeah, it's just looking at the fine print with some of that stuff. Right. And so the other thing that we want to look at is, you know, as far as fine print, sometimes, you know, we do talk about estate planning. We talk about, okay, Mm -hmm. you know, how, why do you need a will? Why do you want to have that conversation? Why do you want a health directive and those things? And that's a lot of the conversation you need to have as well, right? Because you think that you're taking care of your family and maybe you aren't as efficient as you should. Where it becomes really tricky, and you might be, but will you know some some kind of estate planning is it can be a very good conversation to have, right? Mm-hmm. Right. However, I would say too where it can get really tricky, and where you may really want to look at that is with blended families. Mm-hmm. And when you have a blended family, the way things will operate is that you've got, you know, maybe uh, you've got a husband and wife where they might have children from previous marriages. Maybe they even have some from the same marriage as well. But what can happen is if parent A or parent B passes away, then it can go, it'll go to the other spouse then, right? All the right. assets. A lot and of times you put your spouse as your beneficiary. I think that's going to be so a we'll great... talk about, yeah, we can talk about what happens then or what could happen potentially that you absolutely want to make sure you know will happen. Because that definitely applies to a lot of our My Talkers. We can also take your calls. The number 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Financial Health and Wealth Show. Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm here with Cassandra Brazier from Clear Step Financial. It's a great day for you to be part of the show you can call us at 651-641-1071 and cassandra um so far i think that we've uh we've saved some people some money and some headache by going okay just these are what these letters mean right (laughs) it may apply to you but if not don't freak out don't freak out Mm -hmm. but that's one of the things we can we can talk through with people too is if you have questions about something like that that's that's what we're here for right You you can always go to our website and request a complimentary consultation it's such a, I can't even tell people how I feel. I am biased. I'm probably biased, but it's such a great process. So educational. And like I said, you can, you can go to clearstepfinancial.com, go to our contact us and just let us know if you want a virtual or an in-person appointment and we'll get you, we'll get you in the calendar. Right. And I really am learning as I age gracefully that sometimes it makes me life so much. I'm like, if you would just ask this question, you would have saved yourself mm-hmm. so much headache um, and you know, have somebody guide you through this so i can understand that if you were part of a blended family like if i eventually get successfully relationship again with somebody else i can see where i'm (laughs) like okay cassandra how do i navigate all of this financially let's talk about some things because you know as much as love is great you still want to make sure that you the people that you love your kids are also taken care of without any drama we're not saying that you know any of this stuff is bad we're just saying there's a way that the process needs to work there is. And mm-hmm. so with, with blended families, the thing, just the thing to understand is that you may have certain desires or wishes that you will want to happen with right. your assets uh, and your, you know, your estate and so forth. But what can happen and what we've seen happen is if there's not proper planning in place, uh, again, if one spouse passes away, typically all the assets go to the other spouse. Right. But if you were the spouse that passed away and you had children from a previous marriage, 
and so did your spouse and you pass away so then your spouse receives all the assets but then if they pass away typically their assets go to their children right so what can happen is then your children or whoever's children could potentially be disinherited and that's it's just something to understand again you may you may want to do some estate planning and and you know again you don't have to but just understand these are some of the things that can happen in life and a lot of times by the time it happens it's too late to do anything right and I know that sometimes with our accounts, we think that it automatically does X, Y, or Z. Right. And then it turns out when you really look at it and it's explained to you, it's like, no, it doesn't automatically do anything sometimes. Or right. it doesn't automatically right. do and things. default to what you think it does. Absolutely. And along the lines of that, too, with, when you have blended families, just one other thing on that, you always want to check your beneficiaries. Anytime you have a life-changing experience, whether it's a divorce or a marriage or um, whatever the whatever it is, because you you if you do estate planning mm -hmm. and you say okay we've got it all set our trust or our will it all spells out where everything's going to go. If you didn't update your beneficiary information, whether it's on your work four hundred one k or your work life insurance or even a, a regular life insurance policy that you have, if it was an old spouse or someone else that it's no longer the case that you want them to receive the assets. It does not matter what your estate planning says. Okay. It will go to whoever's listed on that account as the beneficiary. That supersedes any legal wills, documents, and so forth. So you always need to make sure that you, you're updating those things on an ongoing basis. Your ex-spouse may give it to your current spouse, but they don't have to. And right. we've seen that not be the case at times. I mean, if you can imagine, that, that doesn't always happen. Right. Depending on the situation you have with your ex, I could see that happening right. often. Where you're like, ah, <laughs> just on yeah, general maybe principle. Maybe just avoid that. Right. Just avoid that. Right. Yeah. And that's what a lot so. of these things are. Looking into it now so you don't have mm -hmm. to leave things behind, you know, afterwards. Like, you, like right. I mean... <laughs> Not, you know, do we want loose ends after we're on for our for the people that we care about? Maybe not. They're going through enough because they probably loved us and they're sad that we're gone. Why make we it more hope, complicated? Right. right. Let's assume they're going to feel some sadness. Exactly. So let's not <laughs> compound their sadness with complicated things with our finances. Yeah, with having to pull their hair out as well. Exactly. But, so... So yes, like you said, along those lines, sometimes people have big uh, misconceptions about what their investments or what their accounts are actually doing. Um, most people, if you look at a statement from your 401k, a lot of people have target date funds inside okay. of their 401ks. And it's it's common that they're explained to people that there's a lot of moving parts, and there are moving parts, um, and that they will move over time, and they mm -hmm. do move over time. Um, but one of the big misconceptions is that they have more protection than maybe what you think they might have inside of there. And so, for example, if someone, if someone was in, um, I'll go back to 20, 2010. 2010, if you were in a 2010 target date strategy, because most they go in five-year increments, right? Right. We, most of us remember what happened in 2008. In 2008, right, we had this, this steep downturn in the market. If your retirement was 2010, in 2008, you did not want to see a 40% decline in your account. If you had a 2010 target date strategy, you, you probably didn't see 40%, but you probably did see a significant decline. Okay. While that was happening in 2008, that 2010 target date strategy would not have made any significant changes just because the market was dropping. Mm -hmm. They make changes on a schedule. Okay. They don't make changes responding to the market. And I think that's a big key there because just like last year in 2020 then, fast forward, right? right. We saw a significant steep drop 
in February, March with the onset of the pandemic and so forth. And it was also some of the, you know, oil things that were going on, but a lot of things created that, but there weren't necessarily with, with most mutual funds and things, there weren't, there wasn't a lot of movement that took place. Now, thankfully it came right back again, right? but we didn't know that at the time. So it's not always going to, right? So when you have those steep declines and things and target date funds can have a place, but you also need to understand how they, what they do and what they don't do. So with a target date fund, you still have to have someone that would make a change that's not based upon a date trigger. It's based upon an event trigger because that's not what they do. Is that what you're saying? Right. They don't, they don't trade based on responding to the market. Okay. They, They have a schedule. You know, based on as you get closer and closer to that retirement date, they will make it more and more conservative for you. Um, But still, you there is risk involved. There's always going to be risks involved with any investment, right? It's just understanding that risks, right, um, of the target date funds and you know with any investment. So, like I said, it can be a better option than maybe other things in your 401k when you're just talking within the realms of your 401k. Um, but it's also, you gotta understand that. But sometimes you do have additional options, certain 401k plans. That's why we always evaluate everything for people. But we look at their options in their 401k and say, okay, is this your best option? Or would we rather do maybe a mix of some different other you know, funds that you could utilize instead of, right. of a target date fund? Or sometimes some plans, They'll either actually let you move it if you're over, a lot of times if you're 60 or older and you still work at your company, a lot of times they'll let you move it, which then opens up your universe to just about anywhere, not just what's in your plan. Then you can have types of investments that will respond very quickly to the market, which as you get closer to retirement, of course, can be more and more important to you. Right. Um, Or sometimes within your plan, they have an option that will allow you to kind of feed it to investments outside of the plan, but you have to understand and know how to do that. Right. Well, when we're talking about scary things that can happen to our, 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 you know, not only our investments, but also to just our savings and the money that we're putting away for our retirement, you know, a lot of times we'll talk, you know, I, when, my mom asked me questions about CDs and savings accounts mm-hmm. and basically keeping things in a bucket underneath her bed, that kind of thing, where, because she's so concerned that, mm-hmm. Anything else that would be in that more aggressive or, or something to do with the market, she's going to lose all her money or they've lost things before. And I think that you get really leery about making those kind of things. And I'm going, I, I just because I'm younger and I'm like, and CDs have never been a thing. That's something that my grandma gave me that I'm going, mm-hmm. why would I do a CD? So when we're talking to people and they're scared of doing these other things, they seem too complicated. You know, when you start using the words like investments and IRA, all that alphabet soup, the only mm-hmm. one they want to use are these older products. So how do right. you talk about that subject and why we're scared to do other things or to move our money? Absolutely. Well, again, part of it comes back to education. So I, I understand the fear of mm-hmm. you've got your money and your emotions may be so wrapped around it that that you cannot really at all stomach or withstand losses. It took really, some people, it took them a long time to get to that and they don't want to. Absolutely. Right. That's your hard earned money. Right. That is your hard earned money. A whole career. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It could have taken you your whole lifetime and you work very, very hard. And so we, that's where we want to help support people wherever they're at, wherever they're at with their comfort level with their investments. We also want to educate people. So sometimes 
it you could maybe take some very small baby steps mm -hmm. into maybe taking on very small amount of risk. You have to always know there's, you know, you have to know what the risks and the possibilities are, but you also have to understand where you're at. If you're at something with a CD or in a bank or somewhere where there's not very much interest or no interest, um, you're, you're losing the purchasing power also on okay. your money. Mm -hmm. And so especially right now, now is a time when most people probably understand inflation is, off the charts in some mm -hmm. areas, right? More than others, but right. we're feeling that. We're feeling that it's costing us more to go do the things that we're used to doing. And that's inflation creeping in, right? Mm -hmm. And so what we need for people over time, because people are living longer and longer. I just, right. I saw an article pop up, someone taking care of their like 112 year old parents. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I thought that is incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I hope to live that long. Um, so basically I would say, You've got to know that there are risks both ways. You don't want your money to run out. So you can't, you, you could be too conservative, I guess, but you have to understand that's the risk that you might be looking at then is your money could run out. Right. If, if you live too long. So mm -hmm. there's got to be a way of planning and knowing. And there are definitely, there are ways to have guarantees on your money still. Um, but you also have to do some of the products that are going to make sense for you because some, right. Some will not outpace inflation and some might. But again, you, you, if you're taking risks that make sense for you, you and then you understand them, most of the time people feel very comfortable then. I can also see, you know, I, I really, by the time I get to, the, to get to that age, I really want to have a team in place that I'm not, that I'm comfortable and I feel that someone is working in my best interest and I can trust mm -hmm. that because I do not want to have to be sitting there figuring it out when I'm 100. Oh, I don't. So. Yeah. So you need to figure out who's going to take over the mantle for you so you and I can both be 100 together, Cassandra. That's and right. not worry about <laughs> it. Sipping our mint juleps or something exactly. on the back porch, right? Right. <laughs> Going, you know, whoever it is, Travis or whoever you're, you're, you pass this on to, eventually yeah. does this. That's right. And we go, oh he's handling gosh. it. That's, oh my gosh. G uh, blessings to, uh, of problems to have once you get to that. But still, understandably, very scary. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. yep. And so one of the other things, too, that we want to make sure we let people know, we've talked about this in the past, but this has to do with your kids. So when yeah. you have children that are that are going off to college, mm -hmm. right? And now I know a lot, of, a lot of people this year are back in school, yes. physically back in school. So let's say you sent them off, or maybe you didn't send them off. Maybe they're still around, but they're 18 now. Mm -hmm. once, the, once they're 18, obviously they're an adult. But what that means for you is that you might be used to helping your child out with, could even be their finances, could be their bank information and so forth. But if they have their own bank account now, um, you may wanna, if you need to help them with some things, mm -hmm. if you don't have a power of attorney with them, you would not be able to have any authority. Okay. Um, maybe that's not a big deal, but the healthcare directive could be a big deal if they were in an accident or if anything happened, even if it's a minor accident, if you called up the hospital and said, I'm so-and-so's parent, if they're 18, they're an adult, they don't really technically, they really shouldn't give you information about your child. Right. You need okay. to have a healthcare directive. And we talk about that as kind of like that outline situation. And maybe the accident was minor and they're fine. But if you can't get any information about them, that's going to that's gonna be scary. Right. right. You're talking about the whole scary side right now. But that would be scary. So you, you want to have at least a health care directive and power of attorney. It's recommended anyway, especially mm -hmm. so once your kids get to 18, if you're still involved in helping them with things, 
those are some helpful documents to have in working with an attorney or, or getting at least getting those in place somehow. Right. And don't be concerned. I, I think that sometimes we get superstitious about things where if we have the conversation, if we're talking about this, I am like speaking truth to that activity. And now it's like, no, no, no. Planning for it no. does not mean that anything bad's yeah. going to happen or that you're encouraging or thinking that things are going to happen and you're not you know, thinking that the universe is now against you. It's just, let's plan. It's something that's totally reasonable to have that conversation. So speaking of reasonable conversation, so I want to go to break. When we get back, can we talk about some of that, you know, tackling debt and the things that we do to maybe either move that quicker or to... Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on MyTalk 1071. Stream me on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Ms. Shannon here with my friend Cassandra Brazier from ClearStep Financial. Reminding you, you can get this episode and previous episodes. Just go to our website, mytalk one oh com keyword health and wealth. You okay over there, Cassandra? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I'm like I'm excited because, you know, here's the thing. We always have those things that we're like going, all right, I didn't think enough about this and now I have to figure it out. And then something comes up, especially when we're talking about our kids. And we were mm-hmm. talking about how, okay, here's the thing you have to figure out. Here's something as you want them to fly on their own. You right. want them to launch, but maybe they are not launching as soon as you think. You know, I think we have an expectation <laughs> from, be. yeah, from television or from what's that. You were like, okay, the minute they hit this age, they're going to be gone. That's not necessarily <laughs> reality. So For better or for worse, right? Right, exactly. Right. You know, hopefully for better that you still have like a a a a solid relationship with your with your young people but you know this gives you a little bit more time to give them uh the right tools to do well right Mm -hmm. absolutely right and so again going back to those scary things when it comes to kids Mm -hmm. um if you have younger children under age sometimes it's our tendency to put our kids down as beneficiaries um either as our primary ones or even as a contingent one okay a lot of times we'll put our spouse or you know whoever else is our kind of our main person we'll put as our primary beneficiary and then sometimes kids. Um, the thing is, is that children cannot uh, directly inherit or take custody of funds. So they wouldn't be able to do anything with them. They need to have a custodian to step in and to do things on their behalf. So that's, right. that can become a little bit tricky. Um, you know, it may never come into play mm-hmm. if you, you know, if you, if there's another adult who's your primary beneficiary potentially, and then the kids are just listed as contingent. But I look at the case like for my husband and I, if if we were driving along somewhere and God forbid something happened to both of us at the same time, right. it, then if we had our kids listed, it would hypothetically go to them, but then they wouldn't be able to, to get the funds yet. Someone else would have to step in. So to kind of get around some, again, we talk about some of those headaches, right? right. Eventually they'd be able to work something out, the courts or whoever, but, um, but otherwise, it's it's a lot easier sometimes if you have uh, another adult or mm-hmm. someone who would be a responsible member to be able to put on as your contingent beneficiary or put on as your beneficiary if you don't have a spouse or someone else there to say this this is for the kids but I'm putting you down because someone would have to basically step in to to help you know take care of these funds on right. their behalf. Is that a multiple layered conversation you need to have where you go here's the beneficiary but then here's what I put in my will and those type of things? It could yeah. be yeah okay. it depends on the person. You know mm-hmm. really it depends on your situation but I I think it can definitely be beneficial to have those 
types of documents in okay. place that you work with an attorney, you have things spelled out. That's another part of it is when you have young children having some kind of will or trust or something that says, where do you want the kids to go? Right. Because otherwise the state will step in and they have their process of who they basically select and, and place the children with if you haven't put that down as where you would want the children to so go. So it's definitely just, worth having that conversation. I, you yeah. know, you'd have, I would say so, but yes. that's something that you have to decide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I Well, when I sat down with my attorney and was like, okay, I'm going to... They asked me such layered questions that I really appreciated because it was things that I hadn't thought through. Like some right. of the things you just said where I'm going, oh no, well, I just presume it would work out. But I'm like, right. My kid can't, he wouldn't be able to manage this himself. Who's right. going to do it? And right. so I was able to pick the right people that would and make sure that I knew it would work. Yeah. Even if they are 18, you mm-hmm. might look at your child and say, uh, I, I'd rather not they inherited this amount of money right now. And right. you still might want to have an adult or someone else that's on there um, as the primary beneficiary. But those are all things you can look at. And if you if you don't have an attorney that you know or that you trust you can work with, we, we do have attorneys that work with us that we can always get you in touch with. Or right. Whether it's that, a CPA, um, you know, diff- various different other areas. We we look at that whole picture mm-hmm. and then we look at what people are needing and we'll, we'll always help you in those areas if we can. Right, right. So speaking of things that happen that we're, we're you know, we're getting in front of these questions again. So we, we got most of our kids kind of locked down and I understand why that is something that that scares a lot of us, you know, sitting there going, mm-hmm. what are we going to do with our kids? So as we are making these additional decisions, you know, we we've did a whole show on social security um but is there still things is that one of those things that continually comes up as one of the most scary things about our finances as we're trying to age gracefully wow the scary thing with that is just that people i think are afraid that they might make the wrong decision right Mm -hmm. when it comes to how they draw their social security and that's understandable and i mean you don't want to make a mistake that could cost you a whole lot um, in the long run. So right. just just having, again, some guidance in the second set of eyes uh, or a third set of eyes or a fourth set of eyes or right. whatever it is, right? Because sometimes you may want to have multiple uh, people kind of helping and guiding you with that. But if, if you've already started drawing Social Security, but it's been really recently, you, you can make changes on it. You do have to pay that money back and you only have a certain amount of time to make changes. So it may or may not make sense. But just know, too, if you are looking into something and you realize, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that or maybe I should have done this different, there may still be time. Right. You can always look at that. But that's why there, any of those areas, any area of your financial situation and things, we're happy to talk with people about right. if you have questions. Or, or if we don't know and we can't find that out, we'll help try and get you in touch with people that we work with that that maybe specialize in those areas. And before we wrap up and remind everybody mm-hmm. about our seminar, we talked about debt. You know, making those minimum payments, is that the best strategy for That's us sometimes? That's one of the biggest, scariest things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it even shows you right on your statement how right. long, how many years it might take you um, to pay those off. So that's two really common strategies for paying down debt. First of all, put as much as you can towards it, right? right. Um, and you want to either pay off your lowest balance first. If you're someone who just wants to quickly see the results, mm-hmm. that could be your fastest way to start knocking them off if you have multiple accounts out there. Or if you're that numbers person and you say, what's the numbers wise, what's the smartest way or whatever, save fast, whatever it the is, most, right, interest, save the right. most, mm-hmm. then it would be go after the highest interest rate one first and then attack the other ones. Right. So lots of strategies out there, lots of ground that we covered today, but also we're to mind you, hey, when in doubt, 
Just not even when in doubt to arm yourself with the right information. Contact ClearStep Financial. Now is a great time to do that by going to ClearStepFinancial.com, including registering for that free women in investing webinar that's coming up on November 9th. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Fantastic information. Men and women. Again, we welcome anyone who just wants some good retirement information can hop on the webinar. Go to our events tab on ClearStepFinancial.com. It's easy to register. Right. And do we know what we're talking about next week already as we roll into November yet? Or do we have all week to figure that out, Cassandra? I have to look. I have to talk with my mom. She'll be back in with us next week. Sure. So we'll be excited to have her back. She was out of town here this weekend doing a little bit of uh, traveling, visiting. She's got to see the grandkids. She's got to yes. get around to the grandkids. As she should. So, as she should. Yeah, One of our favorite things that. about Clear Step Financial is it's definitely a family affair. And so everything that you're saying are things that absolutely relate to the situations that we have going on in our own home. So if it helps you sleep at night, Cassandra, I'm sure it'll help all of us to sleep at night as well. Absolutely. Right. Thank you so much. We're just excited. Everyone have a wonderful, happy Halloween. And remember, again, those ways you can use the candy and use all that to (laughs) teach your kids. And you can uh, enjoy that with them. You could tax them. Right. Tax, right? (laughs) Exactly. That's that's your portion. Your new candy tax that mom gets for like. The candy tax, right? Exactly.